Hello and welcome to episode 44 of Beekeeping at Five Apple Farm. This is Lee. This is going to be a short one today because I am so behind on so many things in preparation for Thanksgiving, I couldn't even begin to list them all. But I wanted to get all of you ready for if you have the happy luck of having 20 people coming over to your house (laughs) or you're going over to someone else's house. I wanted you to have some bee factoids at your fingertips to share with your um, with your Thanksgiving folks. And I found an article online is from beekeepersnaturals.com, which is a they sell beekeeping products, I do believe, beekeepersnatural.com. But they had a nice um, little article about uh, what we can thank bees for at the typical Thanksgiving feast. And I'm going to read it to you. I will ask you know, there's a disclaimer already for just, you know, that breathy internet writing <laughs> where there's lots of exclamation points and lots of um, absolutes. But I think you'll get some interesting tips out of here, even if you tone down some of the things uh, for accuracy when you're sharing them with your dinner table uh, seat mates who just don't know that by sitting down by you, they are going to get some bee factoids. So this article says, you can thank bees for your Thanksgiving feast. Let's give a big buzzing shout out to our favorite pollinators this Thanksgiving, bees. Believe it or not, a majority of the tasty foods that make up our Thanksgiving dinners exist solely because of the work by the bees. It's shocking to see how much of the traditional Thanksgiving feast feast would disappear if we lost our buzzing friends. And just a little accuracy thing, some of it would disappear, but some of it would just be so greatly reduced that none of us could afford it. Here are some faves that wouldn't make it to the table. Pumpkin pie. Pumpkins are practically synonymous with Thanksgiving, but they wouldn't last long if bees weren't around. Pumpkin and other squash can be challenging to pollinate, so they have to rely on the pollination prowess of native squash bees who are legit squash blossom specialists. If we lost our bees, especially the at-risk native species, pumpkin pie would be no more. More of an apple pie kind of person? Sorry, bees are responsible for pollinating apples too. When it comes to pecan pies, while bees aren't entirely crucial for the survival of pecan trees, they are pretty darn important and they drastically increase crop yield. There's a link there, but I won't go there. Pretty much, if you love pie, you should love bees. And I just want to pause here and ask, is there anyone who doesn't love pie? I just don't know what kind of people those people are. (laughs) Okay, wine. Oh my gosh, is there anybody who doesn't love wine? No, I'm just kidding here. Okay, wine. That's right. There'd be way less good wine on the table without help from bees. Some of you might be thinking, hey, wait a minute, bees don't pollinate grapes, and you're right. Vineyards rely heavily on wind pollination, not bees. But that doesn't mean that bees aren't crucial to the health of the wine industry, especially when it comes to biodynamic wines. Bees actually plays a huge, play a huge role in the health of the vineyard ecosystem. They pollinate the crops planted in between the rows of grapes, encouraging the health of nitrogen fixers that promote a rich, balanced soil for the grapevines. They also encourage a healthy and diverse insect ecosystem, which naturally helps with unwanted pest management. Bees are actually pretty crucial to keeping a balanced vineyard ecosystem, which is why many vineyards keep their own hives. Stuffing Without our little buzzers, your favorite stuffing recipe would become little more than a bunch of salted and rehydrated breadcrumbs. I I just want to pause here and say that stuffing needs to involve 
cornbread. That's all I have to say. Okay, back to the article. All the onions, herbs, and spices that make the stuffing so tasty would disappear if we didn't have bees around to pollinate them. Sure, you could just resort to eating stale, soaked breadcrumbs, cornbread, or we could save the bees and enjoy all the glorious flavors Thanksgiving has to offer. Sweet potato casserole. Bees are actually pretty important for root veggies, too. Sweet potato flowers must be pollinated, and the bees are pretty much the only ones who are up to the task. Just think, a Thanksgiving feast without creamy sweet potatoes is nearly unimaginable. And that was interesting. I had no idea that sweet potatoes have little purple flowers until I I grew them. So they have a nice little graphic here, Thanksgiving without the bees. Say goodbye to, and they have pictures with little X's over them, squash, cauliflower, Brussels sprout, carrot, pumpkin pie, persimmon, squash, pomegranate, and grapes. And again, while this may not be literally true about them disappearing entirely, it is so true that our food would be so reduced without the native bees and the honeybees. So they have a whole list of popular Thanksgiving essentials that involve bees. And this is where I thought, you know, you can just, every dish that passes your way, you can just say to the table, hey, bees helped with this. Hey, bees helped with this too. So here's your list. Cranberries, apples, Brussels sprouts, squash, green beans, broccoli, cauliflower, nuts, carrots, onions, herbs, persimmons, pomegranates, coffee, and vanilla. Credit where credit is due. Without bees, our Thanksgiving feasts would become little more than a table full of turkey, butter, dinner rolls, and gravy. Actually, even turkeys primarily graze on seeds, fruits, and grains that wouldn't exist without bees. And dairy cows graze on bee-reliant alfalfa, so butter production would suffer too. Oh man, don't threaten my butter. But the only reason we have anything on our tables is because of the bees. They are that important. So this Thanksgiving, join us in giving a big old thanks to our little buzzing friends. Without them, the best part of the festivities just wouldn't be the same. And so again, while the technical accuracy of some of that may be a little um, iffy, I think it's uh, pretty easy to impress everybody at your table that among the things we can be thankful for, the bees are certainly among them. And I don't know about you, but when I uh, go out in public, I get a lot of questions from people who care deeply about the bees. They don't want to be beekeepers, but they want to know how to help the bees. And it's funny, you know, if you are really interested in helping the bees, becoming a beekeeper may not really be the the strongest thing you can do. It will definitely open your eyes to all the things that bees do and the kind just the plain magic, I'm just going to say it, that is um, there in the bees. But what I have taken to saying to people, and I'm putting this out there just in case so you'll be ready, again, for all your relatives. You know, if people are saying things like, oh, you know, I want to help the bees, maybe I'll take up beekeeping. And if you know they're the kind of person who would be good at it, then by all means encourage them. And by good at it, I mean just really, really attentive and willing to learn and open-minded and willing to persevere. To me, those would be important qualities. But now I like to tell people, I like to have something ready to tell people literally that they can do. And if you want to have a new Thanksgiving tradition at your house, if you're in a lot of parts of the U.S., now not all, um, and other places too, if it's the right season, meaning cool fall or early winter, it's a great time to plant trees. 
And I think this is a really fun thing. While you've got all those people to help dig holes, and Lord knows we need to work off some calories after those meals, planting a tree is really fun. And since you're there to help pick out the tree, you can pick out something that's good for bees. As I've said often before, I am really into trees um, more than even little pollinator gardens because the, and, and by all means do them all if you can but um, the trees hopefully will go on beyond us and they also hopefully go on even if we don't have time um, to keep up with them. Some of my favorite trees to encourage people to plant are maple trees because as you know that early spring pollen is just critical to the um, to the bees. It's worth checking into that it's kind of um, as much of a um, as much of a wild maple as, as possible. The, I think it's possible that some of the hybrid varieties may not have as much pollen as others. I'm not sure about that but um, a lot of good basic species maple trees, particularly red maple, are going to be good for your bees. Serviceberry is a very sweet little tree. Um, little flowers, uh, different ones for different climates. They can be very cold hardy, which is um, is a good thing for many of you. Black Tupelo is something that I'm actually going to be planting for Thanksgiving. And um, I, to be honest, it was a gift. I didn't even know that, um, that you know, <laughs> this is really silly, but I, it had not Cross, it, I, it had not crossed my mind that the black tupelo was connected to tupelo honey. Just in my mind, tupelo honey's down south, and um, but I do believe that's the tree that uh, produces tupelo honey, or one of them. And so maybe um, my honey will take on a little tiny taste of tupelo. No, I'm just kidding. I know one tree won't make a difference, but it is fun to have one of those. And then another good bee tree is sourwood. If you're in an area where sourwood will grow, um, lovely bee tree. Black locust, which will grow just about anywhere, is a fabulous bee tree. Again in the spring, produces one of my very, very favorite honeys. Linden trees, uh, basswood trees, those are wonderful. Tulip trees, if you are in a place that they can grow, and this is a lot of these are for the eastern U.S. And folks out west now, you, you need to print up your own tree list. Hey, this would be a great idea. We could all make a tree list and just give them to everybody that comes to Thanksgiving and say, please go plant some of these. Um, hawthorns are good for bees. And, you know, this, uh, I just had pulled up some... Um, a site about good trees for bees to refresh my memory and this says southern magnolias which I could almost swear that southern magnolias are not bee pollinated but if anybody knows that for sure let me know virtually every fruit tree as long as you don't spray it is going to be good for bees um, and th that's fun because you might get some fruit true too if you're planting for bees you don't have it doesn't have to be beautiful and giant fruit so um, everybody wins with the less chemicals on any fruit you get and then uh, it mostly being there for the bees. But I'll tell you, one of the, to me, the sweetest little trees that people are familiar with, they're not scared it's going to grow up and drop limbs over the house or fall on their power lines, are red buds. If you're in an area where red buds can grow, I love red buds. The bees on those flowers in the spring are absolutely they just go crazy they just roll around in there um, in the blossoms 
and you know at that time of the year I don't know about your eyes but I am just desperate to see color and flowers and those red bud blooms are just lovely so those are some ideas just for your Thanksgiving I hope you have however you celebrate um, you know if for those of us that are nurses and medical people and emergency personnel and police officers we may be celebrating out there doing our jobs <laughs> but however you celebrate on whatever day however big or small I am thankful for all of you one of the things that I um, did on Facebook recently as I went on several groups that I participate in sometimes and also on the five apple farm page and I just put you know would you put down what are some of the special gifts that have come to you uh, things you're grateful for since you've been a beekeeper I mean I've, you know the honey is kind of obvious and um, that type thing <laughs> but I was looking for uh, the very personal things that is a gift to your life that comes from actually being a beekeeper and spending time with your bees and tending them and the answers have really been delightful I mean some folks are just being cute <laughs> like the guy who asked me if was that the flattest land I had to put my hives on and I just had to laugh because he's probably a flatlander with lots of flatland to put hives on but up here in the high Appalachians we don't have a lot of flatland so yes that actually is the flattest land on my place that was also in full sun and protected from the wind so yes there were some funny answers but other people really spoke from their hearts and are putting things that they are um, grateful for about the experience of being a beekeeper so if you haven't already go over to the five apple farm page on Facebook if you're there and just uh, leave a comment on what it is that's been a gift brought to you by being a beekeeper or you can email me at Blue Ridge 714 at gmail.com that's Blue Ridge 714 at gmail.com so I'm gonna cut this one off early because like I said I cannot even describe to you how behind I am between work and getting ready for that many people to come and that much food to arrive um, I am grateful to have this problem but at the same time I have got to get busy on my off day here and get some things done thinking of all of you wishing you well um, keep writing me and telling me what's going on in your uh, bee yards um, most of you are telling me what you hope to do next year and I really enjoy hearing that I have some interviews coming up for you but the next one I'm gonna try to put together is uh, for next weekend is just that compilation of, of things people have sent me about what they're grateful for being a beekeeper with that I'm signing off I appreciate each and every one of you bye bye